Welcome back to another episode of Real Relatable. I am your host, Donna Green, here probably with the same exciting news that I think everybody has. Um, we know it's been a, an emotional roller coaster over the last four days, probably six days by the time um, I outed in release this episode, but here we are. So while Biden wasn't my first choice for the party, um, frankly, I wanted to hear more from others, but everyone kept dropping like flies. Um, He and Kamala have pulled out the 2020 presidential election, and that I am happy for. There was an incredible historic turnout of voters, registration, causing them to win the general election popular vote um, with the expectation that the Electoral College will follow suit next month. Um, I know there are a lot of people trying to argue fake votes and, you know, voter fraud and all of these things. But really, if you've ever looked into it, the Heritage Foundation has found that there have been less than 1,100 proven fraud votes. And the way that they make it so difficult to vote as it is, you know, for people to get registered or, you know, this year was huge for mail-in ballots, even just being able to, you know, make sure that you do that right, um, get those in and things like that. Like, it's not easy to actually have voter fraud, like legitimate voter fraud that would even get through. There are a lot of people who are claiming that nobody is blaming Russia this time around, um, basically saying that in 2016, Russia was blamed for influence over our election and you know having issues and things like that. But uh, if you guys have ever watched The Social Dilemma, it's a new documentary on Netflix, and that gives a good insight as to how social media works in terms of the algorithms, who gets what ads, who gets what in their feed, videos, and all of these things. So um, that's a good one to watch, maybe get some further insight about Russia and all this stuff. Um, But this time around, like, and I can't say that I believed that before that Russia messed things up or that they didn't. But for sure, this time, you know, you've got a major difference in in the 2020 election versus 2016. This is the first year that so many voted by mail. Um, So astoundingly, and no wonder states legally extended or upheld the date of postmarked mail-in ballots by what I read was three to seven days. So like Georgia, that was three days after the general election date, so long as the mail-in ballot was postmarked. And I believe Nevada was seven days, things like that. Like States are legally upholding what they have set in their state constitution for the election. That does not equate to fraud. And that definitely does not mean that any votes were stolen or, or that the election was rigged. Even getting closer to election day for the past several weeks, I was a bit weary about what would happen. Um, I'm going to read something that I posted in this Idaho Women for Biden-Harris group on Facebook that received a ton of tremendous support and has connected me with um, with fellow Black women in Idaho I've been wanting to connect with, so that was really nice. So this is what I wrote. I know there are women on here with concerns about simply putting up a Biden-Harris sign or flag at home, but frankly, this goes much deeper for me. I have contemplated what what will happen after the election to the point of considering pulling my son from daycare just to be close to him or don't die because he may be safer there. Truthfully, part of me feels like it's a lose-lose. In bigger cities, if Trump wins, I have a feeling peaceful protests will be widespread that then get instigated, and that's all that will air on mainstream media fueling the divide. 
Alternatively, if Trump loses, which I sincerely hope is the case, being a black woman in Idaho concerns me. This president has been so outward in his racism and hatred, it has sadly empowered more small-minded people to not only speak, but act out. I see all of the big trucks, houses, people with Trump, American, Confederate, Blue Line, I do support uh, good law enforcement, etc. flags, and I can't help but wonder what they think or may do when they see me. My blackness is never something I want to hide or am or will be ashamed of. It's the instigation of hatred to gain a following and support from the Trump administration that leaves me utterly speechless for those that support him. The Second Amendment I acknowledgely and legally exercise everywhere I go for my own sense of security. November 3rd, 13th, or December umpteenth, or whenever we get a final result, it will be interesting to see what really comes from all of this. So from that post alone, there were so many women, I mean, hundreds, literally hundreds of comments of support. And it was it was really incredible to read. Um, there were a couple that were like, don't live in fear. And so I had to do like a, a sub comment or a sub edit um, to basically say I'm not living in fear. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm confident, but I'm cautious with my whereabouts as a woman in general. And, you know, definitely now with the mess of what's going on and, um I am happy to connect with so many other women, though, outside of this group and hopefully, you know, build some friendships here, which I'm excited about. And I know I've li- I've committed to living in Idaho, especially by purchasing a home, but these were valid concerns of mine and still remain so. There was someone in another group that I've joined from kind of branch off of this one. It's um, Black Indigenous Women of Color in Idaho. Uh, but she posted in the group of uh, a rally that's happening downtown surrounding the election and saying that it was stolen from Trump. Come on, you guys. <laughs> uh, like I said in my post, it's the way he has emboldened hatred that concerns me. Since the election, I have intentionally made my outings relatively limited Um making sure I legally carry my firearm with me, which I know is a story for another time as um, I have since purchased a gun since my episode on more guns, more problems. Um, but for the most part, I mind my business um, and eventually the the tension will blow over. But it's just, it's an interesting time for sure. When I found out the news about Biden-Harris winning um, the general election, I was like completely I was just so happy. Um, I had just gotten back into my car. I'm I'm doing a a home project that's involving multiple trips to Lowe's, but I had just gotten in my car from a quick trip to get a couple things that I had forgotten. And I was just happily astonished to get that news because we've all like been on pins and needles a little bit, um, just wondering what, you know, the outcome would be as we're waiting for, you know, the states that had um, the deadlines to receive the postmarked mail-in ballots to come in and things like that. It was just like, you know, people talk about us going into a civil war, which might be a little bit of a stretch, but still it's like, are those unfounded or is it coming from a legitimate place? As we're watching the polling places close and, you know, the results come in and people who are um, protesting, you know, and um, gathering surrounding the election places and just really starting to get aggressive with their protesting. Um, And most were Trump supporters, you know, um, you know, saying stop the count or whatever in a sense to say that things were rigged or whatever the case may be, but 
that's the kind of action that can lead to further things that is concerning for me. And really, while Biden and Harris are up in the popular vote at this point, it's about 4.5 million. And the electoral college votes um, per state of 290 to 218, they're still counting North Carolina, Georgia, and Hawaii. Um, Something we really need to look at is why our country is so divided. If you voted for Trump or Biden and are looking at the other side as out of their minds or lunatics or deranged or whatever the case may be for supporting who they support, we really need to figure out why we're here. We really aren't as united as we would hope. This is totally different than other elections where, you know, there's the the mainstream Republican candidate, the Democratic candidate, one loses, one wins. Like, you know, sure, you have disagreements or you can have like real discussions surrounding those kind of um, ideas and your politics. But nowadays it's so polarized. There's not really a great way to have those kind of discussions because people are getting dismissed automatically. Um, And I'm not going to say that I'm 100 percent, you know, innocent um, in doing that. And it really kind of depends on the person. You know, there are some people who you have established rapport with, um, whether they, you know, have the same political beliefs as you or or otherwise. But what's what's concerning is, you know, maybe people that you don't know. And again, the way that this administration has really, you know, outwardly gotten support by the hate and the crazy comments um, and things like that consistently, that's not something that I can look past. So sure, if I know someone that is a Trump supporter, um, my basis goes by how long I have known them, uh, what my interactions have been with them, because we've already established a rapport, so I know who they really are. But someone that I don't know... um, and on you know a different level in passing, it just makes me question. Like I don't act differently or anything like that. It's just kind of a mental note of, hmm, I wonder. Ultimately, we collectively need to just make sure that we are registered and get out to vote, um, not just in the presidential election, but in the midterms and get involved in your local elections. Like these local elections are also on the same ballot in your in your area. So it's not like, those are far away or like totally different, but a lot of those local elections, when it falls on the same um, day as a presidential election, it's there. Make sure you get involved in the midterms and be the boots on the ground that we need to make change happen. We need to hold everyone accountable that claims to want justice and reform in this country. Just because they're elected officials doesn't mean we can't continue to make demands as their constituents. That's all I really wanted to share with you all, um, the excitement, the concerns, the continued roller coaster of what 2020 has been. Until next time, be sure to keep it real and stay relatable. Bye, guys. Bye.